Okay, everybody, and uh, thank you for joining us here at True North Podcast. And before we actually open up the program tonight, I wanted to share just a little bit of thought with you, and that is what kind of stress are we under? And tonight we're going to talk about that with the elections going on and the COVID thing going on. It really is a deal, and so we need to really take care of ourselves. So let's get into the conversation. We'll be right back. Welcome to True North Podcast, where we search for True North. When you find direction, simple truths of God's Word, you will find your way to blessing and favor. This podcast was brought to you by friends and supporters of Solid Rock Church in Irving, Texas. Now let's join Pastor Snyder as we find a new direction and a new dimension in our relationship with God. It's exciting times. We are in line for a great program tonight. We've got a lot of great stuff. So let's uh, let's get comfortable. Let's grab something to drink, a hot cup of tea or a Diet Coke, and let's tune in as our audience is joining us on 1630 AM here in Dallas, our Facebook crowd, our Mixler crowd, our SoundCloud crowd, we are uh, pretty excited about what's going on with True North Podcast. So tonight we're going to be talking about stress. We're going to be talking about frustration. What's going on with us? We live for God. We have the Spirit of God in us. But all this mess, what are we going to do about it? So come on, folks. Let's get ready. Do we really, I mean, how, how powerful is the Holy Spirit in our life if we're having all these troubles? Can we think about that just a little bit? Aren't we supposed to overcome? We'll find out here in just a minute. Okay. Let's uh, first thing I want to do tonight in um, in our podcast is I want to open up an opportunity for audience interaction. Now we have we have our Facebook crowd, a live Facebook uh, deal going on at the same time that we are broadcasting through other platforms on this podcast, and I'm seeing people coming in from California. From here in Dallas, we have people coming in from Georgia uh, that's joining us, and I want to try to work toward. And this whole broadcast or podcast thing is uh, uh, new to us, and we're very excited about it. However, uh, I want to produce some audience participation. So uh, we don't have live call in yet, yet, but we're going to head there. So if you have a question, if you have a comment, if you have a need. Uh, I want you to reach out to us, and that is you can email us, and you can email me directly at pastor at srcdfw.com, pastor at srcdfw.com. Also, you can call at 214-519-9904, 214-519-9904. And then we also are having some discussions on Facebook and of course, if you'd go there, it's Facebook 
uh, forward slash or first facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash true north podcast. Uh, if you'll click like on that group and uh, answer a couple of questions, we'll approve you to enter the True North Podcast group, and we can have some discussions about the different podcasts that we do. Tonight, we're going to be talking about stress, frustration. How do we deal with that as a Christian? Now, come on, folks. I mean, you know, uh, aren't we supposed to overcome everything? Aren't we supposed to live on top of the world at all times? Aren't we supposed to be lively people and uh, nothing is to affect us in any way, shape, or form? I mean, doesn't the Bible say that once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you're baptized in water in Jesus' name, everything is peaches and cream, everything is great, you're going to have plenty of money in the bank, you're going to have plenty uh, of resources all around you and there's never going to be a sad day. I mean, doesn't the Bible say that somewhere? Um, maybe you can. Maybe that'll be the first email that rolls in, uh, or the first phone call that comes in. Actually, no, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible actually tells us. The Bible actually tells us, "Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world." He also says in the scripture, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So, you know, it also tells us it rains on the just and the unjust. So how are we going to deal with that? I mean, what are we supposed to do with that? I mean, after all, we're giving up all of the the clubs and we're giving up all the other stuff that's been in our life that we thought was producing happiness. And and now we still got to deal with uh, uh, more month than money. We still got to deal with stress and frustrations and and, and all of that stuff. It, it's what do we do? How, how do we handle this? I mean, come on, isn't living for God supposed to be a little better than this? Well, actually, it is. And you know, God is a miraculous God. God can do anything at any time, no matter what. He is undoubtable. He is without reproach. I mean, God can do anything, and the miraculous is available to us and has been proven more times than you actually can count. However, some things come with time. You know, uh, (laughs) Jacob wrestled all night long with the angel before he got his blessing. Uh, Abraham had had to travel up an entire mountainside before he actually heard from God that he didn't really have to go through with what God was asking him for. It was a test of his obedience, and because he was obedient, he got to keep his son. Now, that thought right there in our little monologue here is, is something that we need to consider. Could disobedience lead to us losing things that perhaps we don't really need to lose? I mean, think about the story of Abraham and Isaac and going up that mountainside when God said, I I want you to take your son, your only son. God reminded him it was his only son whom thou lovest. There's another layer. And offer him up as a sacrifice to me. God, are you kidding me? Seriously? You really want me to do that? 
And so we, but we, he follows through. He is obedient. And by the time he gets to the last minute and the knife is drawn and he's getting ready to take his, his own son's life as a sacrifice to God, God says, stop. I see your heart. You're obedient. There's a ram caught in the thicket. Take him. And he got to keep his son because if a, I wonder what would have happened if the scenario was different and go, uh-uh, no, God, this is, this is your gift to me. You promised me this son. I'm not offering him to a sacrifice for you. Are you, you got God's lost his mind. Now that's not really folks. I just wonder here. I want to put it in your thoughts before we actually get into the meat of, of what we're going to be talking about tonight. And that is stress and frustration. And how do we handle that? Uh, I really want us to think about maybe if we're more obedient to God, we would keep some of the things that we have lost. So just let that simmer a little while. Email us, pastor at srcdfw.com. Phone number 214-519-9904. Give me a call. Let's talk about it. Or you can join our Facebook group, True North Podcast on Facebook. So now let's get into the story or the, the subject, and that is frustration, stress, these things that we are dealing with every day. How do we handle them? Okay. I want to start tonight with a little story. Not a not a man, not about a man named Jed, but about a man named Ed. Um, you know, for all of our solid rockers out there, you know, you've heard me talk about it, you know, from the pulpit at church, that I'm a fifth generation Pentecostal. I was raised in church, not always in church, not always living for God, but I was raised in church. And and so, um, you know, I, I, I do not want to discredit anything about our relationship with God or the power of prayer. But, but for, again, our solid rockers and those that know me uh, know my story. I have, I have taught uh, and trained in anger management for almost 20 years. Uh, that led up to the fact that I was a very angry teenager and young adult. I mean, angry, like put my fist through more walls, doors, and windows than I care to think about. Uh, one kid, one, uh, I don't really call him a bully, but he definitely a, a pain in the, in the backside in grade school, just kept mocking and me, 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 all that stuff. I got sick of him. So I knocked his two front teeth out. And then another person, another kid in the neighborhood just wouldn't leave me alone. And I broke that nose. Now, am I proud of that? Absolutely not. I am not proud of that. Uh, but that's what I was. That is my testimony. I'm sharing with somebody in this audience tonight that that's who I was, even though I was raised in church and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost when I was 12 years old. Okay. Finally, not until after I got married 40 years ago, that my lovely wife, brand new bride, not only got into a discussion with me that was intense, but in my uncontrolled anger, there was two things you did not do to me, and that was slam the door in my face or hang up the phone. The phone came off the wall, and the door went down. Well, she not only slammed the door in my face, but she locked it. And so, you know, that didn't end well. And so that really shook me to my bones, to my innermost being, if you please, when she told me the next morning, I'm not sure if I can do this. I'm like, do what? What are you talking about? 
uh, stay married. You know, you scared me to death. Well, okay, so the first trip was straight to the pastor and said, look, pastor, I'm sorry, but I've got an anger problem. What do I do? And his advice was, and it was good advice, but it, it was, son, go pray and you'll be fine. I said, okay. So I took my pastor's advice and I went and prayed and I prayed good and hard and I got up and it wasn't long until I got angry again. And so I'm like, okay, how do I fix this? How do I get through this? Now, let me stop right here, put that, that little story on pause and interject something into this, into this thought. And that is what we're talking about is stress and frustration tonight. Those are primary emotions. Those everybody has normal stress. Everybody has normal frustrations. It's normal. We get up in the morning when we walk out the door. There's normal stress. There's normal aggravations. Um, however, when normal becomes abnormal, we got a problem. But stress, frustration, anxiety, uh, fear—those are primary emotions. There's always a secondary that it leads into, and one of those is anger. And then it goes to another level called rage. And then there's blind rage and on and on. So again, we, we've got to deal with these emotions and how do we keep them in check? How do we deal with this as a Christian, especially a spirit-filled Christian? And so now I wanted to put that right there. Now we're going to go back to the story. So I would pray and I would pray hard and I would talk to God and I would feel the spirit and I would speak in tongues and then it wasn't long I'm getting angry again. So my wife and I agreed that we're going to work together. There were no books on anger management, by the way. There was definitely no anger management classes back then. I mean, this was 40 years ago. And so we just trial and errored it. I mean, we, we, you know, I'd get upset and well, why? And, and we, we just kind of analyze it ourselves and in the midst of it, do a lot of praying and fasting for God to lead us. Okay. It was like old school, you know, Oregon trail covered wagon type trip to get to where, where God has blessed me today. So one of the things that we learned, and I want to share with you tonight is uh, a scripture that most of us, if not all of us, have at least heard or and or have quoted, and that is, faith without works is dead. Now, our solid rockers are probably rolling their eyes because they hear their pastor say that all the time. But it's true. I mean, we, we can pray and have faith, but where's the work? What are we doing about it? You know, Mama always preached, God helps those who help themselves. Well, that's faith without works. And so what I learned is not only do we pray and ask God to heal us and ask God to help us and ask God to handle this for us, we also pray and then we get up and do something about it, the work. The work's got to be put in, okay? So again, we're, we're talking tonight about the lighter subject of stress and frustration. However, that really goes deeper than just that. All right, and we'll continue that after a word from our sponsor. Getaway Cruise Agency has the thing for you. An adventure. What better way to resolve cabin fever than getting away on a fantastic ocean liner? Relaxing, enjoying beautiful nights on the ocean and seeing the world. Summer is gone and fall has arrived. Now is the time to plan your next getaway vacation. You can schedule a cruise, or you can travel America. Seeing things and places you have never seen before. Where do you want to travel? 
contact Getaway Cruise, and we will begin looking for your next great adventure, away from home. The cruise lines, are preparing their adventure ships for you. The adventure trains, are ready to roll down the tracks into the Grand Canyon. The river boats, are ready to cruise up and down the Mississippi River, to towns you have never seen. Yes, in America there are towns and cities waiting for you to arrive. They are cleaning, sanitizing, painting everything so that your adventure can be safe, memorable, and stress-free. You will not have to worry about a thing. We have got your back. Get ready to sail in 2021. Royal Caribbean is offering 60% off of the second passenger, and the kids 12 and under can sail for free. Contact us at getawaywithjcy at gmail.com today for more information. Let's talk about getting away. At Getaway Cruise Agency, we are here to give you the most memorable vacation you could ever imagine. And remember at Getaway Cruise Agency, we can get you to where you want to go and to places you never have thought of before. Again, please contact us at getawaywithjcy at gmail.com or go to www.getawaycruiseagency.com. Thank you. All right, Getaway Cruise. Be sure and see our friends over there. Uh, you know, that music with that ukulele starting out, it just makes me want to get my Hawaiian shirt on and jump on a boat. Uh, it's just relaxing. I guess they figured that all out. But anyway, uh, we appreciate our, our relationship and friendship with Getaway Cruise uh, Travel Agency. They are a great agency. They will get you a great price. So give them a call, shoot them an email, and uh, take a beautiful trip. Uh, maybe a nice Christmas tr cruise out on the Caribbean would be an awesome thing. So, all right, so let's get dive back in now. And and we're really, as I mentioned, there's primary and secondary emotions that we all have to deal with, uh, even as Christians. Remember, it, it rains on the just and the unjust. So everything that happens, happens simultaneously. Uh, it doesn't matter if, you know, we're spirit-filled or not, even though there's issue. Now, again, I, I just made a statement. You're like, what? Wait, what? Wait a minute. If you're living right, there's still things you're going to have to handle in the natural realm. Okay, let's put it that way. Now, let's let's take a look at not only these light subjects that we have chosen for tonight's podcast, the stress, the frustration, perhaps maybe a little anxiety or some fear, how to handle that as a Christian, but we also really need to take a look at, especially in this day and age, mental illness. Now, I'm going to throw some faith out there, and we've got to realize and understand that, uh, again, we got to have faith. We are people of faith, and we have faith in the scriptures that by his stripes, we are healed, okay? Now, again, healing comes miraculously. I mean, bam, tumors fall off, eyes are restored, sight's restored, hearing's restored, all of that. that it, 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 is, it, it happens all, all the time, but sometimes the healing comes gradual because there's a lesson that needs to be learned in the healing process. And you can think of something in your own life or somebody close to you that that can apply to. So here's a couple of things about what we deal with that mental illness. By his stripes, we are healed, not only physically, but also emotionally, also mentally. God brings healing no matter what. There are no boundaries. You hear me tonight? There are no boundaries in the healing power of Jesus Christ. 
It does not, he's not limited to physical. He's not limited just your eyes, ears, nose, throat, something inside your physical body, your limbs. He can also heal us mentally. He can heal us uh, 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 spiritually. And in fact, I've got a powerful testimony of a pat. He's now pastoring in Vandalia, Illinois, and his name is Vic Votal. Solid Rockers, you've heard this before, but he's a great friend of mine. He's actually the man that got me uh, started in the preaching type ministry by taking me to prisons and nursing homes to let me preach when I was um, like 15, 16, and then I jumped into actual ministry at 18. Uh, when I got married. So Vic Votaw was an absolute crackhead uh, to the point that his mind was so burned out on drugs, he couldn't even carry on a conversation. Uh, he was, of course, you know, living on financial assistance. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure he was homeless. I wa- I'm not totally sure because I was young when he was, you know, uh, 12 or so when he came to church, but but uh, he was a mess. I mean, garbage in his beard, clothes were dirty, barefoot when he walked in the first time for the church. But long story short, when he received the Holy Ghost, he got baptized in Jesus' name, and he started Bible studies, and uh, then he decided he wanted to go to Bible school. Our pastor signed his application strictly to be nice he graduated with a 4.0 grade, uh, uh, grade average and valedictorian of his school or his college, his Bible college, and went on and planted a church a block away from John, John Gotti, uh, the, the mob boss in New York City, built a great church there. He has been a foreign missionary for many years, and today in quote-unquote retirement, he's pastoring a church in Vandalia. God healed his mind and his emotional stuff. And so um, he, uh, God is able to do that. And so we're talking about mental illness. Mental illness can be physical issues. The Bible addresses that since the fall of man, our bodies are deteriorating because we're no longer living in the Garden of Eden in the cool of the day, having fellowship with God and all of the things that God put in that garden for us to be sustained by. Uh, So again, a, a mental illness or even our emotions being out of balance could be an emotion or excuse me, a physical reaction a chemical imbalance in the body. Um, In today's world, sleep apnea could be causing you to have uh, emotional issues. I'm being transparent here tonight. Uh, I have sleep apnea, but years ago when I got my diagnosis, you know, anybody that knows me, I'm a powerful, I mean powerful, I'm not powerful, he's powerful. I'm a very positive, upbeat person. And I was just depressed all the time. Uh, you know, the do- a dark cloud was hanging over my head constantly. I was always hurting and, and all of that stuff. Finally, I'm like, something's wrong. Well, I wasn't getting enough oxygen at night uh, because I was my throat was closing up because of sleep apnea. Got on a machine, got some air flowing. Uh, the depression's gone, and all of the emotional issues with it. So again, mental illness could be related to physical issues. But then there also could be, and here we go, mental illness can be a spiritual issue. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 1, the Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. 
but there are consequences that which a man sows, that is what he will reap. So, again, when we come to the Lord, or even after we've come to the Lord, and we get a little out of focus, disobedient, you know, there is therefore now no condemnation. God does not condemn people. He convicts us of our wrongdoing. He convicts us of our sin in our life. But there's no condemnation to them who walk, who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. Now, there's a key, not after the flesh, but after the spirit. We must hunger, follow, go after. Let's see. Let me get that in right order. Hunger, go after, and follow the spirit of God and the word of God, okay? But there are consequences. Again, what we sow is what we reap. So sometimes, folks, we're dealing with things that is a reaping of what we've already sown. Now, it could be that, you know, once we sow it and we pay our dues and we've repented about it and we purpose in our heart to do better, then perhaps that reaping is going to stop because you're sowing good seed. Did you hear what I just dropped down right now? Because we start sowing good seed over a period of time, then we start reaping the good things and the blessings of the Lord, and life gets better. We always think because we, you know, God is a miracle working God, absolute, no doubt. But again, sometimes He works in the law of, of the body, of the genetics, of time. Time heals a lot of things. And so we didn't get to our, our, our nasty place, our dark place overnight. Sometimes we don't get to the light and get to the healing overnight either. It's a process. Why? Because God wants us to learn some things in our journey toward our healing, perhaps to give us a real good lesson to say you don't ever want to go back here. Okay? Now, Let's, let's look into the scripture, uh, an example of disobedience connected to uh, not ending well. Let's put it that way. We're going to go to Daniel chapter 4 and verse number 28. Daniel chapter 4, verse 28 and through verse 33. This is Nebuchadnezzar and basically his humiliation in being disobedient or perhaps not so much disobedient, but very prideful and haughty about what he is enjoying. Now listen to the word of God. The Bible says, And all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke, saying, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by the by mighty power and for the honor of my majesty. Uh-oh. Verse 31, while the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you. And they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you until you know 
that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. Verse 33, the very hour the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar, he was driven from men, ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with from uh, with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. So again, here's something that he got way ahead of God and took credit that doesn't belong to him. Again, all of our solid rockers in the audience tonight will will understand when I or will identify anytime, and I've learned this through the years because I want to clearly understand. I do not have the ability, the talent, the skill sets to do what I do uh, without God. I would never, ever dare try to walk out from under the umbrella of God's power, God's anointing, God's grace, and God's mercy and try to do this because I know this old boy from a, a, a middle, lower-class family understands who he is. So every time somebody, oh, pastor, that was a great message. Pastor, that was a wonderful Bible. To God be the glory. Pastor, you're just such a great guy. I really enjoy To God be the glory because he gives all things. It's not my accomplishments. It's his accomplishments. So, folks, maybe to help us get things in perspective, we need to put our priorities in good order. All right, let's go one more scripture, and that is the distressing spirit that troubles Saul found in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 14. The Bible says, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. Now, why is this? Well, because you know, because he was king of Israel, that got too much to his head. I'm, or yeah, I'm King Saul. I'm king of Israel, and he ignored Samuel's instruction. You see, in the Old Testament, the prophet was placed with a king. David had Nathan, Saul had Samuel, and those those were the voices of God in their lives to direct, to give instruction. And if they disobeyed them, they disobeyed God. And so Samuel disobeyed God, and when Samuel called him on it, he even further rebelled, I'm king, you know, I can do what I want. Where on the other hand, when David fell with Bathsheba, committed adultery, had her husband sent to the front lines knowing he couldn't defend himself, committed murder, and when Nathan came and pronounced judgment on him, he fell to his knees and said, God against thee and thee only have I sinned, uh, created me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit. You see the difference in the two attitudes, Saul versus David. So again, I'm, I'm wondering today, and I'd love to hear your comments. Join us in our True North podcast uh, group on on Facebook. Uh, you can you can post it on our SRC Irving Facebook page, which is our church's pay, Facebook page, or email me at pastor at SRC DFW, or even give me a call, 214-519-9904. So I'm wondering if this is not perhaps the beginning of, of our sorrows is we got a little too ahead of ourselves or too ahead of our of God. But I do know one thing, and I want to encourage you with this statement. God is close to those who are suffering. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter if it's something that we were dealt with 
It doesn't matter if if it was unfair and we've handed something because of somebody else's stupidity. God is close to those who are suffering. God loves you no matter what. God still loves you. So let's let's dive in a little deeper now. Let's go down another layer in the subject of stress and frustration. And now we've even introduced to the to the table here mental illness and what we're dealing with, uh, how we're dealing with it, why we're dealing with it. Now, Here's here's some here's some chemistry. Here is perhaps uh, the recipe. Here is the prescription in bringing healing to our lives. Now, if you remember at the beginning of the hour, uh, close to our opening, I told my story. How I was a I'm a fifth generation Pentecostal. I was raised in church. I am not from a preacher's family. I'm from just good old solid rock solid saints of God. My parents, my sister, and uh, you know middle lower class income. That's just you know good humble home. All that good stuff. Uh, there was always food on the table and and everything. However. Uh, so I don't I don't have any magic formulas. It was like, okay, I'm in this, and how do I get out of this? And remember, I said faith without works is dead. So we 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 know that we've got to do something. We got to put some work to it. Uh, we also pray. We believe in the Spirit of God. We believe in the miraculous power of Jesus Christ. That God is able to do. All things, he is beyond our mortal thinking. He can work anything out. That is true. That's where we're at. But how, how does it work? All right, let's go back to the scripture. And we need to look at something that is not in our chest, but it's between our two ears. It's one thing that I learned in in our journey uh, from being an angry person to being uh, uh, it depends on my who who in my family is listening, a pretty peaceful person. Okay, I can I can raise the ruckus. However, uh, to get rid of the bonds of anger in my life, that it doesn't captivate me, it does not hold me prisoner. It has to be a change of mind. Okay, we can change, we can have intentions, but you know the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and we can believe God all day long. But again, faith without works. What is the work that we have to put in? Well, we've got to be changed by our mind. We got to have a new mindset, folks. We cannot think like we used to think. I cannot. I could. I learned in in our self journey. But again, before books were written, especially before classes were developed, and I teach this stuff now professionally, certified, and 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 in fact, getting ready, hopefully, to push publish this book that we've been working on forever, Control the Beast. Um, How did we control the beast was the fact that I had to change the way I reacted, the change the way I thought. My thought processes had to change because I can't think like I used to think. You know, somebody that's depressed and, and and all that, you can't, you've got to ask God, heal my mind. I can't think depressing thoughts anything anyway. And the scripture talks about that. So let's dive in on the last uh, 26 minutes of our program. And we're going to start with Philippians chapter four and verse number seven, chapter four and verse number seven of the book of Philippians and the peace of God, which passeth 
all understanding shall keep your hearts, okay? That's our emotions. The heart is the seat of emotion. But then it goes on, and minds through Christ Jesus. So there's a promise, okay? And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus or through Christ Jesus. Now I'm going from the amplified version of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 16. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 16, the Bible says, For who has known the mind and the purpose of the Lord, so as to instruct him? But we have, listen now, we have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and purpose. So let me ask you something. When you're praying and you need a healing in your spirit, you need to somehow overcome frustration, uh, stress, anger, depression, fear. Are you asking God to guide your thoughts? He will, I promise, because that's my prayer every day. God, captivate my thoughts. Guide my thoughts. Give me your wisdom. Give me your direction, okay? And when you pray it, God will do it. And when we pray it consistently, it will come consistently. All right. Now, again, out of the Hebrew or uh, Amplified version, Hebrews chapter eight and verse number ten. Hebrews chapter eight and verse number ten. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, and those days, says the Lord, I will imprint my laws upon their mind. Now that's interesting. I will imprint my laws upon their minds, even upon their innermost thoughts and understanding. Okay, let me stop right there. How is God going to do that? Now, yes, he can put it miraculously, kaboom. But again, faith without works. What's the work? We've got to read the Bible. We need to study the Bible. The Bible says to study and show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Okay? David said, you know, here's here's King David that committed adultery and murder, repented and continued to rule Israel under God's anointing. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart, my seat of emotions, that, that I might not sin against thee. So again, here, here's, here's something we need to understand. The pathway to the heart is through the mind. It's through the, and, and the pathway to the mind is through the ears or the eyes. What we see and what we hear gets into our mind. The longer we think about it, dwell upon it, it gets into the seat of emotion, which is the heart. And therefore we feel what we have studied. So again, uh, I will imprint my laws upon their minds, even upon their innermost thoughts and understanding, and engrave them upon their hearts, affecting their regeneration, affecting their regeneration. So God's going to regenerate you, renew you when you put the word into your heart and mind. All right, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. We're going to belong to God 
when we study and get the word into us. All right? All right, we're going to we're we're the clock is ticking. So here we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 26 and verse number 3, and I'm going to read that first from the King James version and then I'm going to give it to you again out of the amplified version. Okay? Uh, Isaiah 26 and verse number 3, the Bible says, "You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you." You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds, you got to force your mind, are steadfast, locked in, secure, because they trust in you. Now, listen to it again, Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3 in the Amplified Version. You will keep in perfect and consistent peace the one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you in both inclination and character because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectations. So again, folks, listen to the word of the Lord. This is how we're going to deal with frustrations, aggravations, stress, anxiety, and fear. We've got to dwell upon the word of the Lord, all right? Now, let's look at 2 Corinthians. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter, okay, never mind. I had to look down my list there. I had something I want to I lay on you at the end of the program, all right? So 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. And again, I want you to listen very, very closely to the Word of God. Um, all right, so here it goes. For, for through, though we walk in the flesh as mortal men, we are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh, but using the weapons of man. The weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, Weapon, our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of the fortress. We are destroying sophisticated arguments. <laughs> are you hearing the word of the Lord? We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. Now, folks, that was loaded with value right there. That was so loaded with powerful information in helping us deal with our stress, our frustration, even our some, some mental illness of the healing that needs to come is coming to realizing what the battle is, understanding what the enemy is. The enemy is not what you're imagining. The enemy is is spirits. The enemy is the uh, attacks of the of of Satan uh, and all of his imps that is trying to come against the true knowledge of God. Don't believe a lie. Don't believe false doctrine. Get into the Word of the Lord. All right. Now, again, we're going to do another version comparison of Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 3. 
Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 3. Excuse me, Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 2. My dyslexia was kicking in there, I guess. All right, so Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 2, uh, New King James Version, that, by, that word, verse says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, <clears throat> let, me, let, me, let me revert back to, to mama doctrine. You know, mama used to say, you're so heavenly minded. Maybe not mama, but some people say, you're so heavenly minded, uh, you're no earthly good. Well, sometimes we get so earthly minded, we're no heavenly good. You ever think about that? You know, sometimes our our thinking gets so carnal that we can't do anything heavenly. We can't rely upon and have the power of God working in our lives because we've got the things of this earth. Now, let's look at that same verse of Colossians 3 and 2 uh, set in the Amplified Version. The Bible says, set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above. So, in other words, there we are. There's work. Set your mind and keep focused habitually. In other words, make it a habit, not just on Sunday morning when you're at church, not just when you're in trouble, but focused habitually. Make a habit on the things above, the heavenly things, not on the things of that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. And so again, that's uh, Colossians chapter 3 and verse. Are you getting it that in the Bible, folks, in the Bible is where we can find true north. We can find the right direction to get our way back where we need to be. All right, before we go to another break, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 7 in the Amplified Version, the Bible says, God did not give us a spirit of uh, timidity or cowardness or fear, but he has given us uh, a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, personal discipline. Abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Oh, somebody shout amen. Let's hear a word from a sponsor. Hey, Hey, what's what's going going on, on, everybody? everybody? This is Marcus Snyder with MSC Marcus Snyder Connect. We are a marketing and media agency here in the DFW area. We offer social media management, photography, videography, graphics and design, and web design. You can contact us at 972-999-4104 or marcus at snyderconnect.com. Remember, your life, our business, your success. All right. Amen. Thank you, Marcus Snyder. I think he's related to us. I'm not real sure. Maybe it depends on the day. Anyway, all right, so again, welcome back uh, from a word of our sponsor. Again, I also want to remind you that uh, we want to try to get some audience participation here going, some questions perhaps, some thoughts, uh, or whatever. Pastor at srcdfw.com is the email that you can reach out to me personally. And, uh, you know, if you need to get it into a discussion, need some help, pastor at srcdfw.com. Phone number is 214-519-9904. Or you can join our uh, Facebook group at True North Podcast. We'd love to have you there. All right, so again, we're diving back in, uh, in our final stretch of our hour together, and that is... Uh, what do we do? How do we handle fresh, uh, fresh stress and frustration? 
Uh, how do we handle depression? How do we handle anxiety? We cannot, folks, we cannot fear these things. We're making them bigger than what they are. We cannot fear them. God is greater. The Bible says there is no fear in him. So we need to rebuke fear. We need to rebuke this anxiety and understand that within you, if you are full of the Holy Ghost, you've got this, okay? Now, again, before we we talk about these scriptures in our final time, I do want to bring about something that perhaps... It was God speaking to me. I'm, I'm going to, that's, that's what it is. I, you know, I have done a certified Christian counselor, studied psychology, uh, certified many, many years in this anger management and emotional intelligence, and I've enjoyed all of that. But, you know, I can spend eons of hours, gazillions of hours counseling somebody. But really, you know, as a pastor, I got to point them to Jesus. Because I can help them sort through it, I can talk it through with them, but ultimately it is your relationship with God. It's the matter, and here's what I shared with the church Sunday, is, you know, the Bible says he stands at the door and knocks. If any man will let him in, he will come in and sup with him. So we need to grab a hold of the fact that he's standing at your door and he is knocking, He's waiting not only for an invitation to come in, but to come in and stay. Not, okay, that God, that was a great visit. Thank you very much. Now I'm through this little mess. I'll see you later. No, he has to have an invitation to stay. Because when you keep him in your heart and mind and you commit to yourself that I'm going to do what is right and I'm going to obey the word of the Lord and not be disobedient, God can heal you from within because, folks, I can counsel you counsel you for all, all day long. But until we get into a good prayer meeting to put the work with the faith, we can't leave faith out of the work and we can't leave the work or the faith with the work. We've got to have both. You can't have just one, faith and no work, or work and no faith. It's got to have God's power involved. So again, I wanted to drop that on you here toward the end of our hour together. Uh, let's get back uh, to the book of Colossians chapter 3. And again, some scripture that I, I I really hope that you're writing this down. If you're listening to this at 16.30 a.m., I hope that you've got some notes that you're making. Uh, if you're on Facebook Live, we're putting it in the feed of these scriptures. I hope that you're jotting them down somehow and going to reread them after the podcast tonight that you can grab a hold of this, memorize these scriptures, and get them into your heart and mind. All right? Uh, let's again, this is a version comparison of Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 in the King James Version. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. All right, now what's that say in the Amplified? Same verse, same chapter, same book. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him. Hear it. Okay, let me let me run that again. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of of one who walks daily with him, and be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. 
to this peace indeed you were called as members of one body of believers and be thankful to God always. In everything, the Bible says, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. All right? And again, what I have been talking about all during the hour, let's back it up with some scripture, okay? James chapter 17 verses, uh, or excuse me, James chapter 2 verse 17 through 19, and that is thus also faith itself, if it does not have works, is dead. There it is. There's scripture. There's chapter and verse for you. Don't take Ed Snyder's word for it. There's chapter and verse. Okay? Verse 18, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I'll show you, listen now, I will show you my faith by my works. You believe there is one God? You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Okay? So again, folks, he, verse 18 is powerful. You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. I'll show you what I've done and how God has blessed that through my faith. Amen. All right? And so here we go. Uh it's amazing to me, it is amazing to me how that our, our um, can I say it this way, our carnal self thinks that we've got enough brain power to figure out what's going on in our life and leave God completely out of the equation. It's amazing to me how people that really should have already learned the lesson of I can handle all this. And so they've got a mountain of stress on them, but yet they're breaking because they've never included God in the equation. Do we not understand that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can even ask or think of? Do we not understand, remember who threw the stars in their orbits? Remember who said, let there be light, and there was? Who Remember who, who said, let the light separate from the darkness? Remember who, who brought the land up out of the water of the earth? Remember who spoke this? This world into existence. Remember who healed the blinded eyes in the New Testament. Remember who straightened the, the withered arms and the, and the weak legs and caused deaf ears to hear out of, the, uh, out of the New Testament. You cannot leave God out of the equation because we're not powerful enough. We're not, we're just, folks, we're just not strong enough. We might as well face it and get healing, all right? Let's talk about being transformed. Okay, that's really what I was talking about at right after our word from our sponsor is the fact that we've got to be transformed. Can't think like we used to think. I couldn't think like I used to think. I couldn't react to igmos and and you know what igmo igmo is an ignorant moron. That's that's the short version igmos. And, and so I couldn't respond the way I used to respond to igmos. I used to just punch them in the face, but I can't do that. Not not be a a, a spirit filled Christian. That's just not cool. And so I had to change the way I thought. I had to be transformed. So Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2, 
uh, in the amplified version brings a lot of great flavor and seasoning out of the word of God. Do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed. Now listen, here's a key. As you mature spiritually, remember I said earlier in the hour that there's not a magic wand. I didn't use those words, but it's, you know, sometimes we think uh, think things should come miraculously, like right now we're going to go to bed tonight, wake up in the morning, and everything's going to be gone. It just doesn't work that way because we have to mature spiritually. And when we mature, mature spiritually, we become healed within with our emotional distresses. Does that make sense to everybody? Be renewed by the renewing, excuse me, by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes. Boy, there's a mouthful for the 21st century. Ethical values, godly values, or excuse me, ethical attitudes and godly values. We got to focus on those to be renewed by the spirit of our minds so that you may prove for yourselves that that uh, what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. So fa- folks, you got to remember, this is not about us. It's about God. It's about being an ambassador of Jesus Christ. It's about becoming a testimony to his working power with our faith and our works coming together, joining together, and bring us healing in our emotional distress, in our stresses, in our frustrations, in our anger, in our depression, in our our fears, and all of that. God is able to do it all but we've got to work with him, all right? Again, I want to close out just a little here. we got just a few more minutes, and that is another version comparison of my favorite scripture, and that's Philippians, or one of them anyway. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 8 in the King James Version, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. That's where you need to put your mind constantly and focus in on those things. We got to force our mind. Instead of how much money we don't have, how many bills are piling up, and how bad the kids are, and how terrible the spouse is, and my boss is a, is a goofball, and this, that, and this, that, this, that, and quit dwelling on the past. We need to focus our mind on these things. Amplified version, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honorable, and worthy of respect, and worthy of respect, Whatsoever things are right and confirmed by God's word, what uh, whatever is pure and wholesome, uh, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and uh, and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually, think continually on these things. Uh, center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. 
That's how we're going to deal with it, folks. That's how it's going to come up is that we do just that, focus on the things of the Lord. I sure hope you enjoyed being with me tonight. We sure enjoyed you being with us. Until then, God be with you. Let's pray. Let's study our Bible. God bless you. Hey, Hey, what's what's going going on, everybody? This is Marcus Snyder with MSC Marcus Snyder Connect. We are a Mark. Thank you for joining True North Podcast with Pastor Snyder. If you have any questions, please email him at pastor at srcdfw.com. Join us on our social media at facebook.com forward slash srcirving or facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash True North Podcast. You can always check out our website at srcdfw.com. We would love for you to be our guest at Solid Rock Church at 118 West Irving Boulevard, Irving, Texas, in downtown Irving. Be blessed of God, and we will see you next time right here on True North Podcast.